This is Face the Music, an Electric Light Orchestra song-by-song podcast. Episode 036, Poor Boy, The Greenwood. Finishes off the first side of El Dorado with the story of, well, a modern-day Robin Hood as our dreamer. Instead of being the conquering hero coming back to the medieval village, is now another type of hero. Robbing the rich, giving to the poor, and finishing off with a return of the El Dorado theme as we close out side one. This is one of the few that does have Mike D'Albuquerque on it before he parted ways during the making of El Dorado. And the song itself was released as a single, but only in the Netherlands. Did not chart. It was meant to follow up. Can't get it out of my head. In the United States, the song became the flip side of Telephone Line when it was released a few years later and was paired with King of the Universe on the flip side of the British version of Telephone Line. I'm Eric Paul Johnson. And I'm Eric Winsensen. And I really love this song. This is a freaking great song. It really does a good job of capturing the sound of Robin Hood days. I think it, he does a good job of that. Love the orchestra. I think it's really sweet when he goes into the sweet I love at the end where it breaks into a very brisk version of the Eldorado Overture. Nothing bad I can say about this song. It's just friggin' brilliant. And when I think about the songs that were on on the third day and, and the first three albums before this, it's just like, this is just friggin' amazing. This is better than anything that was on those three albums. It definitely is. Uh, we've got a combination of 60s Psychedelia with Bob Dylan and Dreaming of Being Robin Hood and not really too many merry men around him, but... Robbing the rich, giving to the poor, and at the end, the entire Eldorado theme comes back to end side one of the album. It is a great song. 
And so far, I'm being reminded about why I love this album so much. This entire side, there's not one bad song on the entire thing and everything. Now, that's the thing that you're not getting while we're doing this, is that we're having to break the song up to different parts. When you listen to the album, it's all run together. It's all one thing. And so you have the El Dorado theme at the beginning, and then you go through the whole thing, and then Poor Boy, you get the return of the El Dorado theme at the very end to close out this side of the record. And it is absolutely wonderful. It's, it's, it's friggin' brilliant. I mean, I can't really think of much else to say about the song, except that it's friggin' brilliant. Yeah, the other things I can say about it, even though his vocals are not on here, this does have Mike D. Albuquerque on it. One of the last songs with him on the actual bass. So it's actually him playing bass on here, rather than Jeff Lynn, which Jeff Lynn plays bass on most of the album. I didn't know that. I mean, I thought Mike left soon after the album, but not during the album. Yeah, he left during the album, and then, at least according to the Jeff Lynne database, he left during the album, and Jeff Lynne actually did a lot of the bass parts on there. Oh, okay. Because Kelly Gruca didn't come in until the tour. Yeah. So, for a short time while they were doing El Dorado, between that and tour time, they didn't have an actual bass player on hand. Mm. And I had always wondered why he left. Usually the idea is that couldn't stand working with each other anymore is usually what I think of when band members leave. They've had enough of this band. But it turned out that Mike D'Albuquerque's wife just had a baby, and the wife was like, it's either family or the band. What's it going to be? And this is according to Bev Bevan's book. And Mike chose family, which I can understand why you'd probably make that kind of decision. I mean, if you have a baby, it's kind of hard to take care of the kid when you're touring the world and going on TV shows and being all over the place at the same time. That's true. And the daycare costs do kind of get up. Okay, um, can you watch the kid for a year? Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> Yeah, and I can't see bringing the kid on tours either, especially oh, in could. the 70s. That's true, especially when you got the uh, baby powder. <laughs> you got to make sure that you don't mix it with any of the other substances that you might be carrying around on tour. Yeah. Because that could really uh, cause some problems with child services. Yeah, yeah. Although, Bev said the band really didn't do the drugs. Mostly it was drinking and smoking with them. Although, as for the roadies, they kind of, yeah. You could always hand the baby off to the roadie. That's it. <laughs> what could possibly Put go wrong? Put it in wrong? a case, take it to the next town. Mm-hmm. And... What could possibly go wrong? Got something to say about poor boy the Greenwood? Then call the telephone line voicemail. 623-850-3375 Call now! Midnight on the Water, a novel by Pam Van Allen, tells the story of Horace, a man with a bank job in the city, who escapes from his dreary, lonely life into an elaborate dream world of knights, shamans, and merry men. Based on the 1974 Electric Light Orchestra album El Dorado, Midnight on the Water by Pam Van Allen is available at Amazon.com. Great moments in Electric Light Orchestra history. Coming up on AT40, a top 40 hit by one of the most weirdly instrumented established rock groups in the business. Among the regular members are two cello players and a violinist. Casey's Coast to Coast. You take a guitar, a bass, a keyboard instrument, and a set of drums, and you've got yourself a basic rock band. But if you add to that two cellos and a violin, then you've got something called the Electric Light Orchestra, a British group formed in 1972. 
Their objective in going with odd instrumentation was pretty ambitious. As guitarist Jeff Lynne puts it, they wanted to create a fusion of pop and classical music that would make rock obsolete. So they released this single you're listening to right now the following year. The Electric Light Orchestra remake of Chuck Berry's Roll Over Beethoven. Well, I don't think it'll make rock obsolete, but it certainly was different. I like their latest hit. It moves up this week to number 29. It's titled, Can't Get It Out of My Head. The Electric Light Orchestra. Like it? Hate it? What does Madeline think? I love the song, and I danced to it. Wow, she liked it. Taste the Music, an Electric Light Orchestra song-by-song podcast, is a production of Radio Trolla Entertainment, Assorted Deli Meats Amalgamated. You can contact us by voicemail at 623-850-3375 or email us at eloftmpodcast at gmail.com. Keep up to date on the show by joining our Facebook group and spread the word about the show by sharing the link or giving us a quick rating on iTunes. You can financially support the podcast and get some good at patreon.com slash ELO pod. Next week, episode 037, Mr. Kingdom. I love you. I'm giving you a hug right now. Bye.